It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, brought to you by Red Zone Ticket Selling Fund since 2001. Need tickets, DB? Or have tickets but can't go? Red Zone Tickets buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That's Morgan Wallen, Terrence Crawford, NCAA Volleyball Final Four in Omaha, Creighton and Husker Basketball, UNO Hockey, you name it, they have it. NFL, too. How about uh, Chiefs fans, Vikings fans, Cowboys fans? Red Zone Tickets has a wide variety of NFL tickets at many price points. Red Zone Tickets is located in Omaha and is a reliable local source with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. This year, give the gift of memories that last a lifetime. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. That's RedZoneTickets.com. Back with you again on Coffee and Cream in the morning. Now to welcome our friend, Tim May. Just not on the line just yet, I've been told. Nothing over there from Shaner. That's okay. Tim May, though, is our... Hey, it's okay. You can talk to me through the headsets, big <laughs> guy, because I can't hear you from behind the little Snoopy house. The little Snoopy house? Yeah, He's that is pretty Ohio, cool. Ohio State. Whoever, whoever built that, though, uh, good on him. I like how I can look at you through the window. Where are we at with Tim May? Uh, I'm just leaving him another message again. Okay. No worries. Uh, Ohio State, though, in the college football playoff. If you missed our conversation yesterday regarding the college football playoff, you can head over to Morning Dunn. But, you know, this is essentially what we talked about, the, the path of Ohio State getting in. And prior to last weekend, DB, there were a ton of scenarios out there, whether, hey, this happens, it's Ohio State, or this happens, maybe it's Alabama, or, you know, if Georgia somehow found a way to lose to LSU, could LSU be that team to come in? Tons of different scenarios, but... When it came down to it, Ohio State was the team that snuck in because of the USC loss, and we both said it. We think that was the right move. Yeah, I agree. I, listen, and I wasn't tickled because I don't like – I get it. I'm competitive. I – whatever. I just didn't like the fact that a team laying in the cut that's not playing gets to benefit from folks that are laying it on the line. So I had to reconcile that with – it's fine. SC was in control of their own emotion or their own outcome, and that's all you can ask for in sports. So I don't feel bad for you. So I was just – that's the juxtapose. That's the positions between the two. I wouldn't say they backed their way in. They did what they had to do, and they lost to the best team in the Big Ten Conference. But SC was firmly in control of their own destiny and didn't get it done. No Jackson Smith and Jigba for this game too, which – would only enhance Ohio State's offensive production, but it also isn't the end of the world, uh, seeing as he missed a good portion to the year at this point. Let's bring in Tim May of Letterman Row covering Ohio State football. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, glad to be with you guys. Tim, welcome back, man. I always enjoy talking to you. Uh-oh. Well, you need to spread out your life a little bit, brother. Hey, Tim, I was just alluding to the fact, uh, or not alluding, I was just solidifying to the audience that Jackson Smith and Jigba is not playing in the college football playoff, but also saying that it's not the end of the world, seeing as he missed a good portion to the year. But were you surprised at all at his decision to not suit up in this game? No. I mean, he he's only played in three games this year, and uh, suffered a you know, who knows how severe his hamstring injury was. Evidently, it was pretty good. <laughs> good isn't bad. And uh, sometimes good is bad. But uh, came back, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no doctor, but I play one on TV or radio. <laughs> and uh, my opinion, I was saying even when he, when he did, he came back too early, uh, strained it again. And then, of course, he tried to play against Iowa. And, uh, and that was that. And, He's got you know a couple of other opinions on it. They all come back with the same opinion that rest, rehab, et cetera, was the best thing for him, uh, the way I understand it. And uh, just like Ohio State doctors and trainers were telling him. So I guess my point is that train really moved on a long time ago uh, as far as if he did get to come back, it was going to be a bonus. But, you know, how in groove was he going to be with, like, C.J. Stroud, et cetera? So uh, it's not a big, it's not a big uh, headline maker uh, in in that sense here in Columbus because uh, there's a guy named Marvin Harrison Jr. who might end up winning the Belichick this year who kind of stepped in place, you know, stepped in his place and kept moving, kind of like Devontae Smith did a couple of years ago for Alabama. Hey, so Tim, when you're so right. I'm trying to figure this out, and I got to go back to a couple of years ago. I was doing a, a broadcast for for BTN, and I remember Aaron interviewing Coach Day after the game, and we're out there on the field, and there's a lot of flash and dash, and you know Ohio yeah. State was just doing their thing, wrecking shop in Lincoln, and it looked pretty, it looked highly skilled. Yet all he talked about was toughness. Every interview you watch him do, he seems to be either edgy or on edge or displeased about the perception. How much of his personality in terms of what we see on the surface is really what this team exudes when they play football games? Well, that's a pretty complex question, but but you did hit the nail on the head. I mean, he's been trying, you know, he's he's heard, let's put it this way, he's heard or read, he's heard the uh, the um, criticisms of his team, especially – all year after that after that Michigan game a year ago, uh, that it wasn't tough enough, it wasn't physical enough at the line of scrimmage, uh, right on down the line, and uh, worked. I mean, what he changed three members of his defensive staff, like brought in a new offensive, <laughs> brought in a new offensive line coach uh, to address, you know, in essence that because he didn't think he 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 truly believed that that did need to be addressed, and uh, and he spent all year. Really, like everybody else, looking forward to that rematch uh, with Michigan, and it didn't turn out the you know the way they wanted. And I'm just talking about you know his recent uh, situation. So <coughs> it's funny if you if you're around him right now, you feel like he's got a new lease on life because mm. uh, Utah beats USC, and now they've got another shot at their a- absolute goal, which is playing for a national championship. But yeah, uh, I think he's. 
I'm not saying he's worried about perception. He's just he's just concerned about his football team being able to line up on occasion on fourth and one and blow somebody off the ball. And uh, as any coach is, right? And uh, and he took that to heart over the past year. And that really, really, the Michigan game didn't really come down to that. The Michigan game came down to giving up five of the most ridiculous. Uh, uh, as I call them, incendiary plays you've ever seen for a total of 350-something yards and five touchdowns. Are you kidding me? You won't see that again probably ever in an Ohio State game. But uh, uh, but then trying to match that, you know, with your offense and falling short. I know I'm going around the bush. I think your perception of him, of wanting his team to play tough, be tough, uh, is a real thing. Uh, but – uh, it was mainly because he thought that might have been the one la- lacking ingredient with 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 his team coming out of last season. So uh, I don't know how to answer that other than what I just did. And could you please read that back to me? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking with Tim May, Tim May of Letterman Row covering Ohio State football. <laughs> you can follow him at Tim underscore May Sports. Tim, we had a short segment here, so I'm going to get you out on this note. Oh, Ohio- sorry about that. No, no, no worries. Hey, listen. Any we'll get you again. Any chance to get you, we're going to try to grab like you. I sound like a filibuster here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, Ohio State squeaks in with the USC loss, of course, but it's a tall mountain to climb now uh, to compete against yeah. a Georgia team that hasn't felt really tested all year. What sort of game plan, keeping it with Ryan Day, uh, what sort of game plan does he need to put together here to be unique enough to keep the Bulldogs guessing and possibly pull off this upset? Who's running well, number the one, ball? You got, you, <laughs> number one, yeah, number one, you got you you got you got to uh, dispel this myth that they're unbeatable because obviously they could have lost at Missouri this year. Or you know? Kentucky, Kent and State, Kentucky, yeah, Kent, exactly. And Kent State gave them a hell of a game. You know, uh, LSU is not my barometer uh, except for why Alabama's not in the college football playoff. That's a great barometer, uh, but uh, they got to be. They've got to line up and and do what they do best, but maybe better than any, any other team, and definitely in the college football playoff, is throw the ball down the field to a couple of three receivers who are really good and a tight end who just didn't have that magical day against uh, Michigan. If Kate Stover had pulled in a couple of those passes, uh, it would have been probably a different day for Ohio State. But you got to attack them, you know, you, which is go at them. Anybody can see that about Georgia's defense. Don't run wide. Don't, don't go wide. You know, go after them. And then defensively, you just can't give up the big play, man. I mean, and they got snookered on three or four on three of those big plays. They got snookered, and you can't when you're playing a four-two-five and you don't have a safety deep. You're develop you're devoting that that extra safety to stopping the run. Okay. Uh, you know, you got you got to make plays when it's your shot. Tim, you're the man. Appreciate you, Tim. I, I love a little football I don't know about jargon that. too. I don't know about I don't know about the standards you got over there, but uh, I'll take it. I'll change them. Hey, talk soon, I'll, Tim. Thanks, I'll, Tim. I'll accept this award for all football geeks everywhere. <laughs> take care, Tim. Who's your hoops up next? You got it.